If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the UK Property Market Stat Show, is for you. My name is Chris Watkin, and each week I get someone huge from the property industry to join me to go through the the week's figures of what's happening in the property market. And this week we are joined by the inimitable Ian White, big in the game, um, a huge uh, force in the estate agency industry and an awful lot of people trust his opinion on what what what's going on in the property market and basically everything to do with the estate agency thanks for joining me today ian my pleasure thank you for having me on again chris lovely brilliant brilliant looking very nice and tan there Right, so uh, let's cut to the chase. Um, this is week 26. Week 26 is June the 26th, all the way through to Sunday, the 2nd of July inclusive. The way the show works is, is that we will look at the top end of the market. Again, just to remind the people that have not viewed the pro- viewed this show before, most statistics that are published on the property market focus on the bottom end of the funnel, which is the land registry, uh, are, are registering sales that completed uh, three or four months ago, and that, but then the sale agreed was six months before that. So when they're publishing data in, uh, you know, in June, they're actually commenting on property sales that took place last autumn. We are looking at more at the top end. What's happening right here, right now? Because uh, if we know what's happening right here, right now, we can judge what's going to be happening to the property market and those indices in three, six, and nine months' time. We're going to start off with listings like we always do, because the way we do that is because then by judging what's coming on the market, we can get a flavor of the market itself. OK, so um, let's kick off with this. And you can you should be able to see the maps with the yellow tubes. Is that correct there, Ian? Talk to me. Yes, yes, I can see your lovely, uh, your lovely uh, graph. Good stuff. Right. OK, so this week, in terms of the number of properties coming onto the market, uh, we are on 34,230. Let's just judge that compared to last week, 36,000, 36,000, 37,000, and 30,000. Not much to really say here, is there, do you think? What, what's your thoughts? I think it's steady as she goes. I, I, um, you know, I, I, I personally am expecting to see listings at good, solid, steady levels. Uh Perhaps the reasons that people are wanting to sell might be might be slightly starting to change because of interest rates and the the cost of ownership. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, we 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 had a critical situation not a while back where listings were literally on the floor. We're now just seeing a steady normalised pattern that's affected by things like school holidays, bank holidays, uh, inclement weather, or, or particularly hot weather. The normal factors are starting to influence it. Um, uh, but but you will start to see people uh, listing as they come away from their fixed rate mortgage. Uh, selling will be an option as opposed to refinancing for many. Indeed. Well, th- this graph here is um, when it comes to listings, I think is probably the most important. The pink line being 23. And then obviously we're comparing ourselves with 17, 18 and 19. We do bring in the lockdown years uh, on sales. But I think on listings, we have to take those with a slight pinch of salt. Just for information, that's the cumulative listings year to date. 
and you can quite clearly see is is that 23 is is, is now you know giving 17 a, a good run for its money and and if you're not careful we're, we're going to be catching up with 2018 soon um interestingly the average listing price is 442 which continues to, to be in that early, in those early four, last week, it was 449, the week before 450, the week before 459, now it's 442. Um, we're going to come on and talk about the difference between the, the average price and selling, because I know that's something that is of interest to people. Any more comments on the listings before we move on and talk about price changes? Uh, no, again, I think it's just, you know, steady as to goes. I mean, whatever is happening to this chart in terms of the new uh, average listing price now, it's not, it's clearly not going to be driven by prices rising. Um, it's going to be driven by the type of properties coming to the market right now. Whereas before you, if, if, if the changes were marginal, it could just simply be that prices were going up and it was the same type of property coming for sale. Now, if there is a trigger in this, either this number drops or goes up, it is absolutely going to be relevant to um, uh, either simply bigger properties are coming for sale um, or that house prices are changing. It's not it's there's no other area now because prices are definitely not going up. You know, it, it, it's not reasonable to assume that they are. Good stuff. I, I concur with that one. Let's move on and talk about price changes. And this week we are on twenty two thousand. Now, again, compared to. 21 uh, 20 was we were just coming out of lockdown so we're not going to get particularly a, a load of price changes on that um and again 21 and 22 agents weren't having to do any price changes but i mean just to give you an idea of price changes compared to um we're on 22 this week 23 and a half the week before 22 8 22 3 17 21 so it just shows that agents have a steady um stop movement i mean just to give you an idea we're probably um we're, um I, I did a back of the fact packet um calculation last week and the numbers are not too dissimilar we are reducing about 12 and a half to 13 percent of our stock on a month by month basis Is, does that sound high does that sound low what does that sound like to you Oh, well, I think the numbers are uh, unquestionably, uh, you can't argue with them, because I, I, I know and have spoken to you off air many a time about how you come to the conclusion. The stats are the stats. If you're asking me my opinion, if you look at the number of properties that remain unsold after, let's say, four to six weeks of marketing, in my opinion, this number is way too low. The estate agents are reacting too slow by too small amounts to the need of their consumer, or the consumer is ignoring the estate agent, maybe a bit of both. Um but I believe it's the estate agents that are the custodians and the gatekeeper of correct pricing. I don't believe that's the, you know, every estate agent blames their competitor. Every estate agent blames their 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 clients. In reality, the blame sits firmly with the agent who took the, the, the listing at the wrong price and or then didn't do the necessary. So um, the numbers are the numbers. Um, but if you look at the amount of unsold stock and the percentage of listings that are going under offer as that starts to decline, this number has to go up. It's interesting. Uh, James White commented on Facebook yesterday and he said that if you asked 100 estate agents if they overvalue, all of them would say no. And I often find that, you know, 99% estate agents believe that they're above average or outstanding when it comes to their estate agency skills. Uh, I think we're very good at blaming everyone else apart from ourselves. The average price of a property being reduced uh, still remains at around that four, late 420s, early 430s. This week it was 429, last week 435. 
So it just shows that um, the the larger price properties are being reduced. Let's move on, look at the sale of greeds and gross sales this week are at 22,800. Um, although, uh, yeah, sorry, 22,900, sorry, 22,993. So this is the top end gross sales. Last week it was 23, week before 24. I'll just show you that in a graph now. I think it's important. And then we can ana analyze the number of sales is just slightly starting to drift downwards from the, you know, from the, you know, if we look back at the um, Easter bank, sorry, the bank holiday that we had at the start of May, we were selling on average 26,000 houses a month. Then she dropped down to 21, back up to 24. And we've been running around this slight drift of 24, 23 and 22. Again, I'm, I, I keep, uh, when I, because these stats come from 20EA, I keep looking at the at these stats and go, is this the week where it is it all going to change? And, you know, it's remaining pretty not bad. But again, those of you who say uh, I'm a happy valley and, you know, I'm not here to tell you what's going to happen to them, and neither is Ian. We don't know what's going to happen to house prices, okay? We don't know what's going to happen to the property market. We have our own opinions. There are people out there that are fixed and saying this is going to happen. All we can do is comment on what is actually happening. And the simple fact is this, is that if we have too many listings and not enough sales, that's when house prices go down. And at the moment, listings seem to be doing okay, nothing silly if they get up to 40 45 50 and, and sales drop to fifteen thousand, then we have a problem don't we ian so let's look at gross sales thoughts on this one well hang on, let's just analyze do we have a problem um no if if it gets uh, to that they, point uh, uh, no if we yes get to but, but, but even if it gets to that if it gets to that point, then we have a really, really good opportunity because we have 50,000 opportunities to make commission, which will be far greater than it is right now. So the issue is always in the pricing. If you, No matter what happens to the market, uh, my prediction, if you want it, is that, it, yes, of course, prices will drop. Yes, I think transaction uh, volumes will come under pressure, not to the levels that we've seen with the headline grabbers, but I, but I think we're going to see it. And I think we're going to see it probably in its harshest for the remainder of this year. I think it's going to be in a... Uh, you know, it's going to be in a in an awkward cycle. However, that cycle can be cracked by estate agents marketing and valuing and strategizing their process for getting a buyer interested. You get those three things right, and, and it doesn't matter what happens to transactional volumes to a degree, and it doesn't matter what it definitely doesn't matter what happens to prices at all. Um, estate agents need to react to the market, not the other way around. Um, Estate agents need to understand they are the custodians of that reaction, not the owners of the property. They have the right to say to a client, no, that price is wrong. I cannot take it on the market at that price. We don't appear to have that strength of character or that mentality. It is that I've got to list everything no matter what, and I will use price or commission as a vehicle with we or both as a vehicle to win the instruction. The agents that use price and commission as a vehicle to win the instruction Whatever happens in the next six months to a year, they are really going to suffer. They're really going to suffer. If those agents wake up and realize that it's about listing properties from people that want to sell and they price it for today's market, possibly even if they're really bright for tomorrow's market, get a little bit ahead of the curve, um, 
they'll find that they're, they're moving up. I can name you agent after agent that since January has doubled or tripled their sales turnover in a market that's showing graphs where that's impossible. It's not impossible. They've just got their pricing strategies correct, are selling higher proportions of what they list, and the must-sell people are seeing that and then attracting them. They're like magnets to everybody that must sell because they can see that agent A is active, agent B is inactive in terms of sales activity, and they blow these charts out of the water. These charts are irrelevant to these agents because they just know if I can list, all my problems are solved. And listings is not a problem for the UK estate agency market right now. It's getting the buyer to connect with that property that's the problem or the challenge. Um, and it's much, much easier to have stock and then work out how to connect the buyer than it is to have no stock, which is where we've come from. So I don't think it is a problem. I think it's an opportunity, as radical as that may sound. No. Um where does that come from? Does that, that must come from great leadership at the top. It, it comes from understanding. It comes from bravery. It comes from conviction. It comes from honesty. It comes from removing FOMO from your business. If the fear of missing out on every single little listing, or I'm not going to tell that vendor to reduce their price because I fear them disinstructing me, if fear is your overriding motivator, you will be impotent in this marketplace. If you lose fear, it is okay to lose an instruction to gain a register of properties that are saleable. Lose the fear. Fascinating. Abs- and you, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you for that, Ian. Let's let's crack on and let's look at some more wonderful stats. Uh, that was gold dust, mate. These are the cumulative, let's just have a whiz through these. These are cumulative gross sales year to date. So again, we're ahead of 17, but we've still got some way to go before 18 and 19 um the the percentage these this is a nice graph it shows you the percentage difference so not the percentage difference that's the percentage difference between what a property is coming on the market for the average price of a property coming on the market and the average price of a property selling because the average price of a property selling this week is 365,000 pounds but the average price of a property actually coming on the market is 442 that doesn't mean that that properties are being reduced in price we as we showed it in last week showing in in week 25 we showed you that the that the properties that are under 300,000 pounds have a propensity to sell of around 65 to 70% whilst the properties over a million have a propensity to sell for about 40% so if you're over a million quid, only four in 10 houses will sell. If you're under 300,000, seven out of 10 will sell, which will drag the average down. OK. Um, and I think I think, again, the, the, I think the mechanics of that that's happening is it's not OK. There are less people with a million pound plus to, to, to spend. Um, and of course, if there's mortgages involved, the effect of the, the mortgage situation is greater at that end, although you'd expect that their ability to ride that problem is, is better. But it's just simply that an agent is more likely to overvalue by more the bigger the property is. So, so, so the overvaluation problem becomes more and more acute the bigger the house is because the inexperience and the excitement of the agent of getting out to the big house and his norm um, leads to tends to lead to a bigger issue. Where you've got a three-bedroom semi and you've sold 10 of them, the price is pretty much known before you leave. If you're going out to a five-bed detached in half an acre and nothing's gone on the market in that street for five years – the agent is likely, likely to be more optimistic on the price through fear of losing the instruction. And the kudos of getting a nice posh house and a pat on the back from the boss. 
Well, yeah, but hopefully the boss is only patting him on the back when he exchanges contracts. But yes, um, yes. Uh, fall throughs this week were on 6,421. We're going to come on and talk about the percentages in a second. Um, last week we were on 6,500 and the week before we were on 6,100. The average for the the year, has, the weekly figure is 5,189. Uh, I'll just show that stat. Here we go. That is the number of fall throughs. And you can see that it has started to rise slightly. Although what I will just add with a slight pinch of salt is that the number of fall throughs that were taking place in Q4 were in the order had started with the number eight. Okay. Um, just whilst we're on and talking about fall throughs, um, the, the percentage of the fall throughs is particularly important because um, it, that's the, the percentage. So the percentage of fall throughs has, has been rising um this is the graph showing here the the average this this year has been 23.96 we're on this week we're on 27.9 last week 27.6 25 23 so so the fall through rate has been climbing slightly let's add it with a pinch of salt the average for q4 was 38 percent um you're going to get a few more fall throughs with regard to what's happening in the economy in the news aren't we ian Yes, yeah, so I think I think week, you know, every time there's an interest rate increase, for example, you'd expect the weeks after that to to, to see an increase where wobbly buyers are wobbled out of the system. Uh, I, you know, um, uh, possibly agents rushing to put poor deals together, um, maybe taking houses off the market a bit too soon, maybe not having the skills to renegotiate with the client because maybe the buyer would still buy if the price point reflected how they feel about the market and maybe agents are too scared to have those conversations and say to the you know maybe that gap needs to be trained in um you know one of the things i do for my some of my clients chris is that i actually deal with all their abortives um after the team has said that there is no way that this deal can be re-put back together and about two in ten i can put them back together um you know, that's not okay. There's still eight out of 10 failures, but two out of 10, if I took two out of 10 off of that entire incline, um, it, it would make a dent in it. Um, so I think I think agents need to get brave enough to say to their owner, you're making a mistake. You know, this, this, this revised offer should be acceptable on the ground. That's where the value now sits. If that is the case, of course, I'm not asking anybody to rescue a deal at, at, at the price of commission over, over uh, service and, and right advice to the owner. But uh, I, but I think abortives will um, be a, they will run out for the rest of this year at maybe above average levels. Um, I think there are things agency owners can do in terms of training and and making sure there's a, a, a an escalation process that says before this deal is aborted, before we send the abortive letters, give me the deal. I let me as the owner of the business, the most senior person, look at it and talk to the two parties before we let go. Um, you know, I, I see businesses that allow someone that's been in the industry for six months to determine that that deal is dead. Well, I can't. That that just can't be right. That can't be right. And again, there's you know anyone who's been in the state agency for less than five years, well, in fact, less than eight or nine years, you probably haven't experienced a market where, you know, those of us with no hair or grey hair, you know, have experienced this. And now, you know, I hate to say this, but for the last few years, it's just been a simple case of 
getting the property on the market and getting it sold and if it fell through don't worry about it because some someone else will buy it now we actually have to earn our money don't we Ian um this is the fall through rates we're looking at week 26 I know I showed you week on week but this is just an isolation and for the last few years last up until a week or probably week 21 2023 was below the seven-year average for the whole seven years but now we're popping above but again I would expect that in the times of the market we are in. Um, so let's move on and talk about net sales. So just so you're aware, net sales. So um, net sales is gross sales for the week, less for sale fall throughs that have taken place from your sales pipeline. Um, so, um, you know, so in this instance, we've sold 22,993 houses, that's gross sales. We uh, had 6,421 sales fall through from the sales pipeline, leaving a net figure of 16,572. Again, very similar to 17, but again, just slightly below the pace. And again, if you look at this graph here, Ian, we are still 93. We are hovering around this 93 percent mark compared to the average of 17, 18 and 19. It was what? Yeah. yeah, I, th- I think it's fair to say though that accumulative net sales at ninety three percent that 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 will that ninety three percent unless um, you're not going to get any help from the economy, you're not going to get any help from the government, you're not going to get any help from anything particularly changing. I don't think in the outside world that ninety three and a half percent without surgery from the estate agency profession will slowly but surely drop. There's no doubt that between now and the end of this year, if if the agents do what they have through a boom market and continue to do those things uh that 93 and a half percent will slowly but surely drip 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 down and and it'll look like a mess come christmas um i don't believe the agency profession as a whole will allow that to happen but i do worry that a very big portion of the agency profession will allow it and they might represent a big chunk of the of the opportunity so um so it's really important that if if your behavior was list let the portal sell it. If it falls through, let the portals resell it um, and continue to bid for instructions. I value them at more than you think they're going to be worth. That 93.5% is going to look horrible at the end of this year for you or for your industry. Um, I, at the moment, are looking at the total number of transactions that we're probably going to end on at the end of the year. And I'm predicting somewhere around 880, 880,000 compared to last year at 1.1 million. So that means, boys and girls in the state agency land, that this year you're going to earn 25% less if you're charging the same. But remember, as Ian always says, your costs have gone up. So you've got to get a bigger share of the pie when it comes to getting more listings. Make sure that they're rightly priced, then get the bugger sold. I know it sounds simple. ain't easy, but it is simple. Um, This is net sales. And again, you can see the numbers slightly drifting with the 23 there. But we've added in all the years in there. Uh, the yellow, the white dots are the 17 to 19 average, um, which again just follows up with what you're saying. Um, is there anything else before we move on and look at the regional stats, Ian? No, I don't think so. I, 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 as I say, I think agents should be confident that the one thing that really does stifle a state agency, if you haven't got the properties in your for sale draw or your to let draw, if you're a lettings agent, then, then it's very, very difficult to manoeuvre a growth uh, pattern. We don't have that problem. 
we have uh, sorry lettings do but in sales we don't have that problem we we have instructions in abundance the number of properties currently live on on agents websites on the portals is is at a very solid number if we sell 65 to 70 percent of that number uh we'll, we'll eclipse the 80 that you're predicting and we will be in a very good place but in order to get them sold that's the skill set the agents need to understand and a large portion of that is around marketing, of course, and how to present a property properly, how to get on the phone and get people out viewing, how to look at their mortgage and, and, and be, be innovative with their mortgage solutions. But it really does come down to just getting the prices correct for those people that really do want to sell um, and jettisoning those people that don't. I mean, just interestingly, the number of properties when we're coming into 23, the number of properties available was 531,636. And as we went into July, 638, and she's been growing steadily every month since. So there is, you're absolutely bang on there, mate. There is no excuse for listings. It's what you do with the listings, isn't it? Let's move on and yeah, look. I think so. So. let's look at the and again we don't spend too long on this one uh but let's look at the magical graph of loveliness and um we don't spend too long on this now do remember boys and girls that you can download these graphs from youtube if you go to the youtube write up scroll all the way down to the bottom you will find a link where you can download these graphs the magic is this green is good red is bad white is somewhere in the middle so you can quite clearly see here nationally, and again, we've looked at these stats on the graphs, is that you can see here the fall-through rates on row 11 has been going up, whilst the number of price changes, again, has also been going up. And then we can, you and if you saw on the, on the graphs, we had the bank holidays, which dipped up and down. Let's move on and look at the regional stuff. And I think we'll find here, Ian, and again, if you can't see this on the screen, do remember that you can um, download these. Uh, what I find fascinating with these is is that most of the regions seem to be doing exactly the same thing. You know, everything goes up, everything goes down, depending on whatever region you're in. Um, inner London is, is a law to itself. Again, huge difference here between what's selling and what's coming on the market. Again, just shout up if there's anything here, Ian, that you, that you like the sound of the look of, or should we just, just plough through this? I mean, I think, I think, I think London you have to take as a microcosm and just remove it from the stats in reality and let the London agents look at that in its isolation because they're dealing with a very different clientele, often overseas, no mortgages involved, exchange rates and other factors have a, a much, much bigger part to play as they do in the luxury market full stop across the UK. Um, you know, sales overseas buyers where the exchange rate between the pound and whatever currency has a, has a, a, probably the biggest implication, and there are far fewer mortgages involved at that at that level of the marketplace. Um, yeah. But I but but I think, as I say, we we are just in a generic sort of holding pattern of being in a very normal marketplace. The problem is, is the circumstances that brought us here are very abnormal, um, and you know the very quick escalation of interest rates is abnormal. The coming off the back of COVID is abnormal. The, the distant and, and currently perhaps more widespread effects of Brexit are being felt in the recruitment space and being able to fill the seats within the estate agency. Um, they're all relatively abnormal things, but they are producing a fairly normal marketplace. And the beauty of that is if you just accept it's normal and learn the tricks and the, the skills and the mindset, normal can be boom. Normal will be the other agent's problem. Um, but... Uh, 
you know, the big thing is transactional volumes. If trans- house prices are not really the estate agent's enemy. It's it's transactional volumes that are the biggest issue. That if transactional volumes fall off a cliff, I don't think they will, but if it, it, it's possible, um, if they fall off a cliff, then the revenue just isn't there. You know, the buyers aren't buying and, and the sellers aren't selling. Um, that's a much bigger issue. But at the moment, we have one half of the scale that we need is in place and it's in place in virtually every region I've seen, which is the listings exist. They are coming on at a good rate. The agents are allowing them to come into the market at a damaged price point. They're damaging the ecosystem by allowing it in. Just say no. Um, If it's wrong, say no. If the client wants a cheap fee, say, well, sorry, it depends if you're a cheap agent, but in general terms, command the fee that you're worth if they want less than that let it be someone else's instruction i think one i'm not sure if it was on your podcast or somebody um cheap fees mean shit clients it does that is absolutely correct get rid of them you don't need them at the moment you don't need to collect uh it's not about collecting instruction it's about raising invoices that's what we're not here for charity are we I think as as I I, inter- I interviewed Benjamin Dennehy a few years ago, and he says the state agency is for Tinder without sex. Is that you get to meet strangers and everyone loves you? Um, <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Percentage of sales that fall through, and you can quite clearly see is is that the guys in London, the guys in London, are the the fall throughs are beginning to rise slightly because that's the reds, whilst the guys in at the East Midlands, they are also rising, but by not as much. So, again, just compare these. Remember, you can download these off the internet uh, from the from the YouTube. Um, let's move. Let's leave that at that. Uh, I've got some new sexy stats to show you, Ian. Let's show you this. Oh, hold on a second. Just give me. Just fill for a second while I just go and get those. Yeah, I just dropped my microphone's falling on the floor. Just hold on. Right, okay, yeah, I'm back with you. Good stuff. Right, hold on. There we go. And we will bring it back. And there we go. Uh, this is some new graphs where basically I'm, I've plotted uh, whether the UK is a seller's a buy. So red, it means it's a seller's market. White means it's a balanced market. And blue means it is a buyer's market. What do I mean by a seller's market? A balanced market is where 40% of the properties are Oh, that are everything that's on the market at the moment, 40% of them are sold subject to contract. I consider that a balanced market. Anything over the late 40s is considered a seller's market, and anything below 30 is considered a buyer's market. And the further you go down those that scale, so you can quite see that there is quite and I'm, let's just dive in a little bit more. This is London. You can quite clearly see here that you know the extremes of the east and the southeast seem to be doing a lot better that compared to West London, the posh areas. I need just tell me how you're determining again, sorry, Chris, that, that went slightly over my head, that the, the you're determining a buyer's market or a seller's market by the percentage of properties that they've got in total that are currently showing as sold. Yes. So yeah, if, I don't I don't know that, that I don't so know that, how reliable that, that would be. Well let's just so let's just say there's five hundred houses that are on the market be and that's just on the market. It doesn't matter whether they're available or sold. It's the percentage of, of those that are that are on the market. How many of those are sold to the contract? So you've got, you know, in W two, six percent of the properties that are on the market are sold to the contract. 
Okay, whilst enough in Eden. Yeah, but that, I, I don't know again how the port comes. But do agents still though hold sold stock on the market for long after completion? I, I, do I know, don't know whether that might. Okay, but if that if that was the case, then it would all be red, wouldn't it? Okay, and if there's always going to be naughty agents that keep it on, but again, I've spoken with Rightmove in the past, and they do if so, some stuff stays on too long. But at the end of the day, even if everyone's a bit naughty and keeps it on a bit longer, there is, you know, we're dealing with thousands of properties here and thousands of estate agents, and there is a. I think. I think my caution. I think my caution. I think my caution, Chris, is I. I would be saying to anybody whether you're in the blue white or red sector of this map make no mistake you are in a buyer's market 99 times out of 10 the postcode sectors the districts we are absolutely in a market where the buyer holds the balance of power right now um now it might be slightly different depending on whether you've got a big house a small house a, a house on the river or not house on the river a posh street not posh street good school not good school waitrose in your town not waitrose in, all the factors that make for you know, highly desirable versus non-highly desirable. But as a rule, I think the estate agency sector needs to say to itself, we are in a buyer's market and we need to behave in a way that attracts buyers to our clients' properties, not that attracts us to collect properties to market that nobody wants to buy. Um, so I would hate for someone to look at this and misjudge and say, right, I, I'm here. I don't need to. I don't need to get prices down. I don't need to be more... Uh, innovative in my marketing techniques because I I absolutely think that would be the wrong conclusion for them to draw. Indeed, indeed, I, I think both both it, the but it's not a case of either or. The bot the bottom line is, as you said before, you need the even in a buyer's market, you still need the damn good listings on. Uh, you said this about a month ago. Even in a buyer's market, you still need damn good listings on at the right price to sell the thing. Okay, so. I think it's just I, the purpose of this is to get a flavour of how different markets are performing. And yes, there is, it will allow a little bit of naughty estate agents and keeping them on. But I just find that it's fascinating how the difference is. And again, here's the Midlands. And here's the North. Here's Wales. And then there's East Anglia as well. Okay, good stuff. There you go. Okay. Um, well, boys and girls, um, we that that's the that's the end of the show. We we I've not done a town this week. I've run out of time to prepare for it. I've been a busy week this week. I, I'm I am hoping to come back to that next week by focusing on a town. Any final thoughts here before we go? No, I think I think it is just around. Um, you know, we've we've got a we've got a workforce that is. A lot of people that haven't experienced a, a market where it will require different mindset, skills, approaches. And if you yourself as the owner or leader of that business, the area manager, the manager, the area director, the director, whatever, whatever position you have, if you yourself either don't have that skill set or don't get in and not tell your people how to do it, show your people how to do it. And I mean lead. Um, then expect to have a really tough time. Um but if you do have those skill sets, share them, uh, share them quickly, share them fast and share them by doing, not telling um, and, and, and bring the workforce skill set up so that they understand that 
you know, we were in a market that was boom. We're now in a market that is perhaps not boom. We were in a low interest rate environment. We're now in a high interest rate environment. We were in a market where buyers were queuing. We're now in a property in a market where properties are queuing. Um, if you do what you did in the market we've come from, it won't match to the market that we're now in. So you have to change your strategy, your thinking, your processes. You've got to rethink. If you're an owner of a business, you might have to think your reward system. You might have to rethink uh, your valuation process. You might have to think how you deal with offers. You're, you're getting prices down, how much effort and time you're putting into marketing the properties to make it look good. But make no mistake, if you make first move and you start to sell a disproportionate percentage of the properties you're listing compared to your competitors, it's a beacon that magnetizes must-sell vendors to your business. And if you can bring a higher portion of the, because the whole market is irrelevant, it's must-sell people. If you can get the must-sell to levitate to you because they can see you're selling, you will come out of it with bigger market share, much higher profits, probably higher fees, better people uh, equipped in, in, in the chairs that you afford them to sit in. And this is a massive opportunity, but you have to move from and to in your behaviours in relation to the from and to that's going on in the marketplace, which is why these sorts of stats are so important. They they're quite tedious in many ways for a lot of people because it's a bit spreadsheet. It's like, but in reality, if you can't see the from and to, you're dead. Because if you behave like you did in the COVID years or you behave like you did in the boom market, you, you're just going to be disappointed. Ian, insightful as ever. Thank you very much um, for your for for what you say, um, your your insight and. Um, Thank you on behalf of the industry and thank you on behalf of myself for for, for coming on the show every month. Uh, I do love your what what you say. More importantly, I'd like thank to thank, thank you, the viewer, for watching this. I hope you do enjoy it. Um, as I said, I'm sorry that we haven't focused on the town this week, but I didn't we didn't want to rush it. Hopefully next week we'll be okay. Uh, thank you for the nice comments that you're making. If you've got any suggestions or we think we're missing out on any stats, please do make a comment in the YouTube comments. And uh, we sh we'll see you next week for the Week 27 Stats Show. Uh, thanks very much, Ian. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for having me on, Chris. Thank you.